Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 137, season 7, episode 12, and 13, the final episodes of 30 Rock, entitled Hogcock and Last Lunch, originally airing January 31st, 2013. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of these episodes. Now that TGS has officially ended, Liz is trying to be a stay-at-home mom, but quickly gets bored and immediately returns to 30 Rock to pitch new show ideas to to Kenneth, the new president of NBC. The end. (laughs) That's it. That's the show. Bye. (laughs) But he rejects all of her pitches for including too many of his no-no words, such as women, urban, niche, 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 complex, New York, writers, politics, politics, among others. Meanwhile, now that Jack has finally ascended to his dream role as CEO of Cable Town, he finds that everything's not all that it's cracked up to be, even getting the pats on the back from his fellow elite, er, from his fellow executive class doesn't bring quite the thrill that he thought it would, leading him to do some soul-searching and make the decision of whether he actually wants to stay in the role. Meanwhile, Jenna is dismayed when she finds that now that she's no longer a working actor on the show, no one's paying attention to her. As she decides her next steps in life, she has to say goodbye to one of her most special and closest friends during her time at 30 Rock, her mirror. While Jenna navigates her loss, Ken finally finds something that Liz can work on at NBC. After discovering in Tracy's contract that if he films less than a certain number of episodes, NBC has to pay him $30 million dollars. Kenneth finds that he's one episode short and gets Liz to write one final episode of TGS. However, Tracy knows he's going to get the payout and tries to avoid filming the final episode, Although, it, even though it turns out that he doesn't want to let the series go for other reasons. So at the end, we say goodbye to 30 Rock and TGS in one grand send-off. Yay! And song. And song, yeah. Man, this is a... I mean, they, it's definitely one of those episodes... Um, there's a lot going on, um, and so a lot we, going on in the finale. I know, I know, in a shortened season, I know, but it's just like it's 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 similar to sort of how Parks and Rec sort of had to do their final episode where they just mash everything in to you know. I guess well, they did it thirty minutes, right? They or was that an hour? Um, I can't quite remember. I feel like it, it was must have been an hour. It must have been an hour. Um, but let me check on that. Really but quickly. so. Uh, when we were watching this, I was like, okay, I sort of know the beats, but I can, I basically completely forgot the first half of this episode, because, like, it's so fast. Like, everything's moving so oh, quick. speaking of, right, the other thing, it'd be the, the, the theme of Last Lunch. So, because it's, right, la- right the, 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 that's, the, that's the main inner episode plot of the final episode, which I should yeah. probably say. Um, right, so as the final episode, it's time for the last lunch of the writer's room, and it turns out that it's Les's turn to pick. And he's prepared to make sure he gets to pick the last lunch. He really wants one of these guys. Um, but I mean, I did definitely enjoy the second half of this episode more than the first half, just because the first half has to set up so much and is just doing so much, is doing so much lifting that it's almost kind of, it's kind of hard to not keep track, but it's just, they throw so much at you that it's just like, okay, you gotta like get here, 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 here. Like the whole setup of like Liz being a stay at home mom is like five minutes. And then it's done. Like, that storyline's done. Like, I feel like that, like, do we see Chris after that? 
like that's the, like once he meets her in the park, like his story's done, right? Yeah, I think that is the so last. That, that's on him. Um, then we get like Jax is kind of like Jax's first half is like kind of the most important for him, and then he's kind of smattered throughout the second half. Like it's just there's so much going on that it's hard for everyone to get time, but they want to give time to everybody. So it's like it's a slapdash finale, but not bad. It, it's it doesn't it doesn't affect the quality. I don't think. It's just, it's so much. I mean, you're bringing back people from the past. Uh, you're wrapping up so many people's storylines that didn't get wrapped up last week. And you have to do a satisfying finale all in 40 minutes. So it's just like, there's so much going on that I would, I forgive them for it being sort of thrown together as it is. Um, but it's just like the first half kind of suffers from being too much. But the second half, I think, sorts itself out. And becomes like satisfactory oh. in the end. It sounds like I well, I don't know if liked it, but at least didn't mind it more than you. Like, I mean, there was a lot of stuff, but it didn't feel too rushed. Um, I think probably at the end we'll talk about series finales in general and yeah. where it fits. I mean, overall, I've actually thought it was it was strong, a strong yeah. finale because it wrapped up everything, but it still had inner episode plots that were kind of like basic one off, like. You know, could have been the whatever, like, you know, the, the lunch thing. I mean, obviously the last lunch could have been, but a lunch thing could have been, you know, the plot of any mm-hmm. any episode, you know, in the writer's room at some point. So I thought it, it did that in a good way of 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 the larger the larger closing up storylines in addition to inner episode arcs. Um, you, well, I did look up Parks and Rec. So it was actually, Parks and Rec was the same thing. It was a two, like it was an hour finale that was two, two separate, two separate episodes. Aired, yeah. One. Yeah. What, what yeah. One, and although it was actually called One Last Ride Part One and Part Two. So mm-hmm. they made it more cohesive, I guess, than, I mean, although, I mean, although these are two separate episodes with two separate titles that don't use like a Part One, Part Two or To Be Continued structure or anything, like, I mean, it does flow really seamlessly from yeah. the first half to the second half. So I guess like if you had to edit it to be in one 30 minute slot for syndication, there's a, there's probably a way you could cut it that would work. But anyway, I think there is a bit where they have, where because of syndication, they do set up an outro. Like we'll get to, we'll talk about it, but I, I but because I knew this was a 40 minute episode, I wasn't really paying too much at the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where Tracy's like stalling for time. And then they bring up, you know, the Lauren Michaels producer credit. And then they say, they hold on that for a couple of seconds. And then Liz is like, no, stop that. And then they cuffed back. So it's like, it's inside this, the, 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 the hour episode, you know, it's, it's a, it's a joke about, you know, no, no, we're not cutting away early. But I, I, I'm going to check the time on that because I feel like that's where they would have to cut it yeah. for syndication and then pick up. And I'm sure they produce like a previously on 30 Rock that they do for, you know, when it's airing in syndication. We'll have to look at that. Yeah. Um, and I'll hold off any more discussion on other finales, including Parks and Rec yeah. till the end. But I will say, I mean, well, we, it's come before, but I do think this was a far, far more successful series following yeah. that. But we can get into why and compare to other. We'll do that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So in regards to this episode, like I like I said, um, I, I do think actually it was it was really strong. Um, still, I mean, managed to keep a good amount of comedy in addition to like poignant moments. Like honestly, what I, I actually remembered quite a bit of what happened in these episodes, and what I remembered most is the scene where Liz basically says goodbye to Tracy, mm-hmm. just because like I remember thinking like a lot of that was like Tina Fey, like it was. I mean, it was acting, but it almost wasn't. It was like like. I mean, it came across to me like it kind of transcended the scene into like Tina Fey saying like goodbye to Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I just found that scene like extremely poignant because it's so like, I mean, it's so true to life and which we can get into when we get in that scene. But I think honestly that, that, that I remember a lot that scene probably like, I remember the most mm-hmm. or what the the most strongly or whatever the best yeah. way to put it. I is. mean I think it's it's definitely the most emotional and yeah. arguably probably the most poignant scene throughout the entire 30 Rock and it comes at the end. Uh, but it is it's a great moment. It's a great scene and I think I mean I definitely sympathize and like would make sentiments like that uh going forward or in the past of just like yeah we'll say we'll do x but we probably won't just because life doesn't work out like a sitcom it doesn't not everything and then they they do sort of turn it on its we'll get there like they they turn they turn that on its head mm-hmm. but um i mean i think like what she's saying is absolutely 100 percent true it sounds mean and it sounds brutally honest but i mean sometimes you need that honesty to to be real but yeah uh so this is gonna probably be a little bit long of an episode than we normally do but it's our final episode so you know, what else you got going on? I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts before we hop in for the last time, for the last lunch? Let's blimpy in for the last um, lunch. Um, the good year blimpy. All right, so our cold open is going to help set up most of the storylines. It's going to help set up Liz's new stay-at-home storyline and Jack and his new CEO storyline. Lemon Cross family, let's not be late. Janet, shoes and socks. Okay, let go of the comic book. I'm trying to get your jacket on. Chris, shoes and socks. <sighs> let's go, let's go. Oh, no, don't forget these. Oh, Just hate them. Wow. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. Have fun at home. <sighs> Any recommendations? For the best place to buy a girl's bike on the Upper West Side. She's eight. I'm sorry, what's a girl's bike? Is that like a girl doctor? Go back to Saudi Arabia, Hitler. You're buying a bike but not a helmet? The head is where the child's brain is. Why don't you get educated, double Hitler? I was gonna buy a helmet. Helmets inhibit brain development. You might as well give your darling child vaccines, which studies show cause homosexuality. So what? My two-year-old is super gay and we love him more than a straight child because he doesn't rape! Gentlemen, yesterday I moved Cable Town's customer service to a part of India that has no phones. We're now providing the same level of service to our subscribers at zero the cost. This is a Six Sigma wheel of domination. It's a motivational tool I used back at GE, and it will be replacing Cable Town's uh, kitten and spaghetti. Once this circle is completely filled in, we will be a perfect company. And then we'll be able to get even better trophy wives, half Asian ones. You can't go in there. I never told you this, but I once came up late at night looking for Jack, and you were in a wedding dress dancing with one of his suits. Mr. Donaghy will see you now. Stay at home, Lemon. To what do I owe the pleasure? Did you already run out of things to do today? <sighs> what? No, you are. It's understandable. For the past seven years, you put out dozens of fires every day, not including the real ones Tracy would set. Two keep-away Frankensteins, which... As far as we know, work. My point is, you need the outlet. Without work, I have plenty of new outlets. I ran this morning for 30 minutes. Does that include dry heaving? And wet, and sure, okay, I thought I'd have a job right now, but I don't need to work. What about money? You know TGS is only syndicated in Greece. Plenty, in a turco. 
will be fine. Chris has gone back to work. He has a degree in ethnomusicology from Wesleyan, so he's a receptionist in a dental office. And I didn't come here looking for something to do. I just thought I would check in on you because you're the emotionally fragile one. Hogcock, which is the combination of hogwash and poppycock. I'm just saying, if my mother told me that everything I had been raised to believe was a lie and then died, I'd be like, so what? Lemon, all Colleen said is that she wanted me to be happy, and obviously I am. Take a look at my new view. From up here, I can see the whole island. A city built on the religion of capitalism, and I am its high priest, looking down on the swinish multitude. And even those who hate me, the unwashed socialist horde, the Occupy Wall Streeters and the beard havers and the bicycle riders, even they must acknowledge me as a god. And this makes you happy? It should. You know, I'm reminded of something Yoda once said. <laughs> oh, dark times are these. So I think either it's become so mainstream that it's not like funny to parody anymore, or maybe it's just not like what it was. But like, I feel like the the opening scene of Liz like on the mommy blog or what mommy form or whatever she's commenting on is like very like of that era. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I feel like, um. Like, I guess I haven't obviously personally haven't experienced posting on like a, a being mommy, a mommy yeah. blog or mommy form or whatever for obvious reasons. Um, but like, for some reason, like those like stereotypes definitely leaked out into the culture, like just like using the acronyms to talk about stuff and being like overzealous one way or another because like being being extremely safe or like basically everything everything and nothing is wrong it's like well if you don't get a helmet then you're hitler but if you do get a helmet you're double hitler and also vaccines and But yeah they'll make you gay or also but gay is better than straight because yeah so it's just so funny because like i feel like that's honestly not an even i mean it's satire but like i don't even feel it's like an extreme exaggeration because i feel like that's the sort of thing that I don't know. I, I remember like yeah. hearing about a lot back then, and like, and I don't know if now that still exists. And it's oh, just so right. widespread that it's I, not funny to comment on anymore. Yeah, but like, I think I think most of us, have, like, if we are sort of part of like the internet discourse at this point, we've just sort of tuned it out, or at least like put on you know blinders to that. But I mean, like, if you go on any popular threaded or uh, like Reddit thread, threaded, a threaded, yeah. Ooh. You know, acronyms and, and abbreviation. We got, we, we've got to save time. The world is dying. Um, or Facebook, like any any like major, you'll you'll see those stereotypes, and not necessarily from from women. You'll just see them from everybody. It'd be like, oh no, you have to do this, but if you do this, you're this, and it's just like it's exhausting because it's just like there's a variety of voices screaming at you or or talking to you about. You know, like I mean, it doesn't even have to be a big thing. It can be a small thread of like, "Hey, what's a good restaurant in your town?" It's like, "Oh no, you should go to this place." No, don't go to that place. That guy, that owner is a bad guy. Like I mean, like the what's it, Roy Codis around us? Like you know, he owns a lot of restaurants and a lot of businesses around us, and people will support his business. But no, you should support him because he's a Republican and he said some horrible things about the governor. And it's just like, I just wanted to go somewhere to eat. Like you know, it's like at some point the discourse kind of has to stop, and you have to sort of like tune those out and listen the volume on a lot of those because it's just like i don't yeah. know like i mean it's fine to be vocal and it's fine to you know share your opinion but at some point you've got to like mm-hmm. you can't do it all the time because that's just exhausting you can't be like that up in arms all the time it can't be good for you mentally anyway to just be that 
I don't know. Yeah, so I guess it's around this time, though, is when you it's really first, quote-unquote, like, yeah. normal people, like, regularly using internet. Because I feel like there was an inflection point where, for a while, I guess, I mean, I guess around this time when smartphones became extremely widespread, mm-hmm. because I feel like for a while, internet discussion boards and blogs, like, obviously, like, had, there was a lot going on, but it was more, I don't know, like, it, it wasn't as mainstream, yeah. like, you know, saying, like, 20 years saying you're on a message board, like, would sound strange now, or, you know, now saying that you just, you, you comment on blogs or whatever, just, like, everyone has a smartphone, so everyone does it, so this was around, I guess, part of the reason why it was right for parody then was because this was around the time that, right, just regular regular moms i guess who you know wouldn't necessarily have been spending much time on the internet were like finally like discussing and it turns out when you're discussing on the internet everyone ends up like yeah everyone else like i don't know i feel like there's the classic thing of of, you know like people like you know hiding behind a keyboard so you can say whatever you want but it's like we've seen in this point yeah yeah which yeah which is true but like it's still we've seen like even i mean now with facebook like people just say whatever and and if even if their name and photo is there it's just like It's just everyone acts that way. Yeah. They don't necessarily need an avatar and a yeah. username. They'll still be and say horrific things. And some people get in trouble for it, which that idea, like, I'm kind of torn on because it's like you're saying it in your private time, so you're not reflecting of your company. I don't know. It's like when you see people, like, that are being filmed and then a lot of stuff, like, especially around, like, 2019 and 2020 when you, like, you know, you would see a video of someone uh being racially prejudiced against someone like i assume you saw the one that the lady in central park um was going to call the cops on the guy and you know they twitter saw it shared it around found out who she was where she worked and like sort of quote-unquote canceled her like part of me is like yeah she shouldn't be a bigot but at the same time does she need to lose her job over it i'm kind of torn you know like i'm not i don't know like that's that's a discussion for another day it sure, sure is. You're sure. kind of veering off into... Yeah, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. Like, the internet discourse is kind of like, at some point, you just have to step away from it and be like, all right, I'm, 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 that's enough of this right now. But Jack's not happy, even though he should be. Is he going to be happy by the end? He'll have to watch and find He'll out. Have to watch and find out, yeah. So, back from the opening, uh, Kenneth given a tour to other producers and executives to help fill out the NBC schedule, and we set up Tracy's storyline as well. So, they're, I mean, they're specifically from, like, Japan, because they're mm-hmm. trying to buy a format, a Japanese format or something, right? Yeah, I yeah. think they're trying to repurpose, uh, not repurpose, but, like, create a show based off a, a pre-existing show, yeah. <laughs> And Nakamura-san, we at NBC would love to adapt your game show for American audiences. But we thought maybe contestants could win money instead of penis punches. Yo, Ken, I need you to do something for me. Ken! Dre, Ken can't do stuff for you anymore. He's president of the network now. So? He promised me he'd always be there for me no matter what. Sometimes things change. And yet you still say stupid stuff to me all the time and suck at carrying boxes. I'd come up and say hi to the new president of NBC. <laughs> well, can I get you anything? Chickpeas, moonshine, turtle meat? I'm good. You know, I was with NBC for seven years, and even though right now I'm concentrating on being a mom... You've always had the body for it. At some point down the road, I do plan on getting back to work. Well, I hope it's with NBC, because we have hiring quotas. 
Okay, well, I actually think there might be a show in my life. You know, a woman writer living in New York. Oh, sorry. Woman, writer, New York. Those are all on my list of TV no-no words. See, I think audiences just want to laugh and forget about their problems when they watch TV. They don't want to watch some angry New York cranky pants. Make that face. Exactly. I want to make shows that people actually want to watch. Shows where a guy gets a drink thrown in his face and then he turns to his dog and says, don't even say it <laughs> to his dog. Okay, well, I think TV can be successful without sacrificing quality. Mm. Oh, there it is. Okay, well, if that's what you want, maybe I shouldn't bring my ideas to NBC. I'll go to cable where you can swear and really take time to let moments land. Liz knows the system. She knows the business. But yeah, I mean, a lot of what they're saying is definitely, I mean, has stayed true for 50 years of what, arguably what, quote unquote, America wants on TV. They don't want anything too intellectual or too preachy or... So I'll slightly disagree and say that the sitcoms specifically, like, yes, like CBS definitely had the, what they're referencing here is like, I think the classic like CBS multicam sitcom. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, like the time since then has had a lot of breakout comedies on, especially on ABC. I'm thinking of all this family comedies and I'm really some on, I mean, NBC too, um, that were not quite that basic. So like, so like i guess i agree and disagree because it's like obviously yes the cbs like sitcom is was like has been enduringly popular but at the same time it's like there has been some innovation that i you know i would give audiences i guess a little bit of credit for for you know i mean yeah i guess it's i guess even like like how i met your mother's probably for me the my favorite cbs sitcom because it does sort of break the mold uh but it's still what about mom Mom's okay, but I mean, it's still very formulaic. Yeah. Um, but like, How I Met Your Mother had a formula, but it wasn't afraid to sort of break it and at least be a little bit like inside joke and wink at the audience. Whereas like something like Everybody Loves Raymond or something like Big Bang Theory, like they just, it really seemed like fill in the blanks, Mad Lib style sitcom writing of just like oh they're gonna be in a situation we've seen a hundred times before but it's gonna be a little different because their personalities are different from the last people in these positions it's just like ugh but um i guess they're like looking at like something like a fox sitcom which they don't have that's many. true they i mean many, but um, well definitely not now but i mean back i mean back around this time there was like new girl mm-hmm. i feel like new girl kicked new off a wave of similar mindy the yeah mindy project yeah yeah, yeah. That was, I don't know. I guess edge. I mean, yeah, probably edgier is well edgy good, by comparison. Yeah. Well, edgy, right. I mean, yes. Yeah. Obviously, compared to like a gritty like whatever cable or streaming like mm-hmm. sad com or dramedy or whatever. Like, yeah. but by by network standards, yeah. it, you know. But I feel like not to use one of Kenneth Nono's words, but a lot of those networks sort of carved out their niche, right? Like CBS was definitely like the very tried and true sitcom formula. Then you had Fox. It was a little bit had no problem sort of going a little bit quote-unquote edgier and then you have nbc that sort of did sort of tried to juggle all of them but i think i think critically were more successful nbc was critically more successful for sure Uh, fox was definitely like more appealing to like all and then cbs was very much just like crowd pleasing i feel like of the three networks like those those sort of is how i would classify their legacies uh 
which well, it'll be interesting to see in 30 years what we'll be saying about, I mean, they'll all just be one entity then. But, well, yeah, I'd say who, um, I mean, I don't know if... Looking uh... back, what their legacies <laughs> will be. But speaking of Kenneth's no-no words, we'll run it down real quick. Conflict, urban, woman, divorce, shows about shows, writers, Justin Bartha, dramedy, New York, politics, high concept, complex, niche, quality, edging. Sorry, not edging. Edging. Edgy. I definitely wouldn't be allowed on network television. No. Uh, blog and immortal characters which obviously that's kind of I mean poking fun of itself the, the last one is definitely funny because we all yeah. know that Kenneth is immortal or at least lives a very very long time yeah or in other words not not everything on that list describes 30 Rock but many of those words do uh, <laughs> and it had the ratings to match Dramedy, Justin Bartha um, maybe Urban I don't know. They would probably New York say they were. Is... Well, New York's another word. Well, I'm saying New York is. I mean, New York is yeah. an urban place. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, they kind of hit all those. Uh, Justin Martha didn't make a guest star appearance, but he oh. was mentioned, right? Did they make a new normal joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wasn't mentioned by name anyway. Now they sort of hit all that checklist. Kenneth seems like he is doing a very good job in that role. Despite only being in it, as we don't know, the time has yeah. progressed in Thirty Rock. So it's as for a little it, while. I didn't think about this right now, but it's an interesting contrast because in this episode, both Kenneth and Jack have achieved basically their dream position, and like Kenneth is actually thriving. It's like clearly mm-hmm. he loves it, like because of his love for television, like he loves being the president and like mm-hmm. developing shows. But we're at, and you know, he's not having an existential crisis, whereas Jack is. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, he's got lifetime and yeah. lifetime and lifetime That's of experience. True. But but I guess it, it contradicts like you, you can be something you aspire to your whole life, and then you get there, you still continue to thrive still, instead yeah. of being like, what do I do? Yeah. I guess because Jack really thought like to like if for Jack was like, this is the end, this is the goal that I want, like this is when I get this, I, I means I've succeeded. Whereas Kenneth was like. I love this, and this is, you know what I mean? Because of that love, this is how I further. Right. So it's like, yeah, I guess Kenneth hasn't a deep and abiding love, whereas Jack was Jack just, just like, to just wanted to get to the accomplishment. The, yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, in the writer's room, Jenna is sharing her exasperations at not being noticed anymore by not getting noticed anymore. <laughs> You will never believe what just happened to me. I was throwing a tantrum in the makeup room. Where is my color? I will have you pre-inspired. I will tell the other gays your real ages. I'll be ignored by my friends. No one paid any attention to stop ignoring me. This is an actor announcement. The show's over, so you're not technically an actor anymore. How dare you, you rotting pair. I will stop being an actress when the earth stops spinning on Kabbalah Monster's fingernail. The only thing that's stopping is this show. It's beneath me. And from now on, Jenna Maroney only plays dramatic roles. Goodbye forever, you factory reject dildos. the fight to get that line i mean dildo's like fine but i mean it's still primetime television it's the finale what are they gonna do cancel them that's true i but of her insults as she walks away that's my favorite yeah she has because it's, it's just, so random yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean it it does make sense with jenna's character that she's no longer needed so she's no longer seen as a necessity so it's like why why bother giving her the attention that she's clearly craving mm-hmm um, so I think they handle the situation well, but I don't think she's going to handle it too well. We'll have to 
Paisley. Jenna not handling, not getting attention well. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. But that's, I feel like, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll probably forget about it by the time it comes back in. Anyway. Uh, back at home, uh, despondent from not being able to still work on TV, Liz heads back to the message boards. <sighs> I'm a stay-at-home mom who, until recently, had a high-pressure job. Any advice on dealing with that transition? I put all my old work energy into parenting. My kids hate me, which gives me more parenting to do. Oh my god, I'm so sick of listening to stay-at-home moms whine. Try being a working parent. I did, but I got fired. For stupidity. I'd switch places with any of you, and I have amazing cheekbones. Original poster. For your information, some people like work. Really? You like having 40 emails from Jerry all with a red exclamation point. Oh, they're all urgent, Jerry? Some people think that work is fulfilling and validating. For example, the rapper T.I., who wrote, Better get on yo job, tell him haters get on yo job. Nougats. At least I think he was saying nougats. Well, I don't know what to say. I guess some people are idiots. Bitch, you are on my last nerve. Then why don't you do something about it? Gladly, friendo. Riverside Park, Hippo Playground, 10 minutes. Perfect. I take my darling children there all the time. I'll be the one wearing a purple sweater and wrapping a baby swing around some skank's neck. Why is Chris in the, I mean, spoiler alert, but why is Chris in a mommy's messaging board outside of, like, I, there's probably not a daddy messaging board, but... Well, I mean, well, okay, so obviously we've had story arcs of Liz wanting kids, but in a way, Chris, like, I don't know, feels more maternal for some reason to me. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know definitely. how to... Yeah. Yeah, I think emotionally he fits sort of the quote-unquote mommy role of being, like, more attentive than Liz. Yeah. And like you said, there's not really... Yeah, I mean, they're probably, they're probably like stay-at-home dad boards, but I mean, for the purpose of like this plot line, like it, I mean, to me, it rings true with his character that he would be lurking and posting on those mommy blogs or whatever. So yeah. I I'm saying, I mean, plus, plus he's working at a receptionist at events office, so it's like he probably has plenty of free time to like yeah. be on the computer. Well, and when just, he's not dealing with Jerry's urgent yeah, emails. Well, you know. There's lots of lots of dental emergencies going on. That's true. Yeah. I so, did like the I did, but I got fired for stupidity. <laughs> like, all right. I yeah. guess that's honest. And the, my kids hate me, so now I have more parenting to yeah. do. I, I wrapped myself up in my parenting, but my kids hate me for that, so I get to do more of it. It's like, yikes. Uh, but Jack is starting his Six Sigma, yeah, his personal Six Sigma Wheel of Happiness, which he got the idea after Kenneth sort of talked him into proving how happy he is. So now Jack has a task that he has to put up on himself to prove that he's happy. And still fit it into the corporate uh, structure of Six Sigma. So he he deals with his family. He helps a homeless person get a job on, I assume, an NBC. Is that Good Morning America? Today Show. That's Savannah Guthrie? Yes. Yay, I know people. Um, You know, his daughter gives him a world's best dad mug, like, it's oh, and we get two uh, two really I'd forgotten they came. Yeah, back, I actually so forgot the babe that was a cameo in the finale. Um, but oh my god, Julie, Julianne uh, Moore and Salma Hayek. I know Salma. Come on, Nancy and um, uh, oh my god, uh, uh, Elisa. Elisa. Yeah, Elisa, yeah. Um, he convinces them into a three way, uh, and also convinces them to lose yeah. their accents, which is kind of a meh joke. But Thirty Rock invented liberal polygamy. Did they? I don't think that's true. 
Uh, no, but it was, but I mean, I would say like that sort of whole, like the polyamory becoming more mainstream is of the past few years, but definitely not yet at uh, this time. So no, I don't think there's a sitcom that would show that yet. Or if there is one running now that would show that kind of thing. I don't there think there's would, anything right now. I think there would be a show that would be that. Brave. I mean, not on network television for no, sure, but no. I, I oh, definitely it's plenty of like, um, cable or streaming like there must be a streaming show with like maybe a side character or a gay character in a polyamorous relation polyamorous relationship oh, yeah, I'm sure there's, tons of there's no i feel like there's a net but but it does feel like there would be a netflix show or something coming that would like take that it sex, head on at some point sex education not do that i feel like that would be absolutely oh i bet i, I bet riverdale does it right uh riverdale's i don't know probably got a poly i only watched character. most of the first season of riverdale sex education season. i don't think so because i mean it's mm-hmm. about well i mean it's about i would say it's about teenagers not the teenagers i guess can't yeah. Well, oh, actually, just kidding. Uh, the HBO Max show Generation, which uh, is about, well, I got comparisons to Euphoria because it like is about high school kids. It is like quote unquote edgy, but it's definitely much more comedic than Euphoria, which is like bleak and depressing. But I mean, a good show, but bleak and depressing. But anyway, one of the side plots in the second half of the first season of Generation is that um, two girls both like this guy, so they decide to like become a thruple i guess so oh and r- r- never mind now that i'm thinking about it right it is a side plot on the politician too like judith slight's character is like the big subplot is that she's secretly in a thruple so when she runs for governor or senator or whatever it is like is the secret gonna come out <gasps> so anyway so to retcon the first part of that yes it has been a plot on several shows but not, not definitely not network and not mainstream yeah, yet I'm, there probably has been a network show that's at least glanced talked about it but i don't think anything's been a consistent storyline so happy to be wrong hope that i'm wrong honestly about that but jenna's on set for her episode of law and order svu and she's trying to start the spinoff law and order colon mind beauty jenna thank you so much for doing this what a thrill oh i am just so glad to finally return to my two loves dramatic acting and sex crimes yeah well uh, this first scene is super simple. Uh, Munch and Finn find your body. Wait, what? I die? Didn't you get the rewrite? But if I'm dead, how can I become a recurring character? And if I'm not a recurring character, how will I get away with horrible stuff like this? Let's do this. That's what I was about to say. Let's do it. Slay it. And action. Word is clean lady founder. Oh. Early this morning. Oh. Who else had access? Ow, my foot hurts, but I'm okay. I think this injury has given me crime-solving powers. It's law and order, colon, mind beauty. I'm done. Who is this chick? All television is beneath me. I will only do cinema. No one cares, Jenna. I am going to the City of Angels, a veterinary hospital where I get dog sedatives that help me relax when I fly. Then I'm flying to Los Angeles. Goodbye forever, you soup line at a gay homeless shelter. I'm surprised she doesn't call it Los Angeles. Yeah, that's true. something she would pronounce that way. Yeah. Poor Jenna, she's still struggling to find her next steps. I'm amazed that director we've seen have several failed projects still getting work. So either he knows someone in the system or he's made something in this world that has made him a success that he can keep getting work. I mean, I feel like network procedural director is a pretty pretty good gig (laughs) because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, that was a couple of other guest stars in Ice T, and I do not know that other actor. Richard uh, Richard Belzer. Richard um, Belzer, I think. No, Richard Esposito is the uh, stylist on Thirty Rock. Yeah, Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer has he? I mean, has he done any? I'm sure he's done other work. Like, is he a stage? Because I feel like I haven't seen him uh, in anything else. Let's see. Um, but he's been on Law and Order for several decades. Yeah, right? he's he, apparently he. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I was guessing. Sorry, his he has some credits on SNL, and I was like, wait a second. But it was just it was just uh, cameos. get cameos and guest roles. Yeah, not a not as a not was, as a yeah. So his big break was Homicide, Life on the Street, where he played a detective, which wow. obviously parlayed into Law and Order. Um, I mean, it looks like other than that, he's done a lot of sitcom guest roles, yeah, including. Uh, Third Rock in the Sun, Arrested Development, Mad About You. That's right, he was on. Um, yeah, and honestly, since he, let's see, so he, his last season on SVU was in 2016, and he hasn't really done anything since then, so. I guess he's retired, he's in his 70s, I think, so yeah. he's probably just retired from, oh yeah, he retired from acting in 2016, so there we go. Hey, wrapped up a career. I do like her. When I, if I'm not famous, I'm not. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Fun no. fact: Henry Winkler is his cousin, apparently. Anyway, hey, Fonzie. Uh, now I like her. If I'm not a famous actress, I can't get away with keep doing things. And her getting getting away is just slapping, I guess, interns or just the PA. Yeah, the, yeah, just slapping people. But apparently, that PA is used to it because Munchin and Ice T just kept doing the same thing to him. So. Yeah. Also, like Ice T has like. Not underrated, but, like, he managed to make the transition from, like, music to acting, like, really seamlessly. And then, like, mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like, yeah, really successfully. Because, I mean, it seems like, I don't know, like, it seems like when people transition, like, they're either, like, crazy, like, overheralded or just, like, clearly, like, not good at it. And people talk about how they're not great at it, but it's, like, he's good at it. Like, he transitioned seamlessly. And, like, now it's, like, he's just, you know, done Law and Order for many years. And, like, it's... And it also doesn't seem like he's acting. Yeah. Like, it just seems like he's just, he's just Ice-T being called by... But it works. Yeah. I guess. Well, for, I mean, mean, not that I've never seen a ton of Law & Order, but from what I've seen, like, it works. But in the back of my mind, every time that I hear Ice-T is on SVU, even though it's a fictional show and it's not real, I'm reminded that in the early 90s, he was in a band, and they had a song called Cop Killer, and it was all about, you know, racial injustice and things, and it's just like... Dude, thirty years later, you're playing a cop. Like, I mean, well, it's just like, I mean, he's not a real cop in real life. But now we're paying you hundreds like, of thousands of dollars an episode to follow your morals. But it's just like, come yeah, on, no. man. There's a part of me that's just like, well, I mean, you know, there. I can't remember. It's like one of the NWA, NWA, NWA people like came like out against like all the Black Lives Matter yeah. and stuff. So I, I mean, Ice Cube. Was I it Ice Cube? I, I don't know. There oh, was wow. there was a weird thing like last year or earlier this year where Ice Cube's Twitter was really weird. It's like sending almost like mixed messages. Like one day mm-hmm. he'd say something that was like, "Oh, that's cool," and the next day be like, "Dude," but he's another one, another one of those like you know Compton, you know South LA rappers who came up out of the projects. Yeah, made you know made a message of like you know down with Whitey and. And then now is sort of like a successful actor, sort of also sort of swallowed his morals, and has seemingly been like questionable. Well, when you have a lot of money, you move in a certain right class, and I'm sure that influences. Yeah, you sort of forget yeah your past. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, anyway, oh, we but, can't really speak to that. Yeah, but, you know. Only other thing that I want to say is like, I mean, what Jenna did? I mean, Jenna could have. Where's her Alexis Goodlooking spinoff? That would that would fit right into the Law and Order universe. She could solve. 
That's true. Crimes and such. I mean, is there, is there a female-led SVU or Law and Order? SVU. Yeah, Mariska oh. Hargitay. Oh. Huh. Well, I thought it was her and what's his name? Uh, Christopher Maloney. Well, it was. She, I mean, she's been on the show, the, I think, the entire run. He oh. left. And he came back. And came back. And, like, he came back and had a spinoff. Oh. And I don't know. I guess he, I don't know if he's on the spinoff now. Anyway, he hasn't been on yeah. it the whole time. So she's really been the face of it, especially the last you several years. Yeah. And I also think the woman, Esapatha Merkerson, who played the DA on regular Law and Order. I mean, maybe not as much screen time, but like I think of her as definitely one of like the most memorable faces from it. So, but you're right. I mean, not, yeah, probably not a I mean, ton. Jenna's pitch is horrible, so yeah. it would never work, but she's trying. So good for her. Uh, meanwhile, in the park, it is go time. Christopher Rick Cross, are you kidding me? Liz, you don't want to be here right now, because I got to go smack that woman in the face. Chris, you're here to fight me. I'm the original poster. Oh, my God, since when do you listen to T.I.? That message board is for moms. I thought you were a lady. You said you had amazing cheekbones. Cross, what are you doing here? I don't know. I just hate being at work. Sitting at a desk makes me crazy, so I keep getting up and getting coffee. Now I'm all jittery and weird. Bird! So you hate work. And this mom came in with her kids to see Dr. Emily, and I was jealous of her. Her kids were so bored, I just wanted to jump over that divider and play waiting games with them, like carpet adventure. Or that one where your hands are spiders. Hand spiders. Yeah, so I hate work, and evidently you miss it. I know. I'm a terrible mother. Oh, my God. If you were a dude, you would not even be thinking that. It's okay to want to work. One of us has to. We just got it backwards. You're the dad. I do like ignoring your questions while I try to watch TV. Exactly. I should be the one staying at home. You should be in an office. That's how our family's supposed to work. Except I don't have an office to go back to. So pitch something to Kenneth. Like, I don't know, a show about a dentist's office where this sassy hygienist says things like, I'm turning 30 again. <laughs> I will miss Tyrell. You know, that's exactly the kind of garbage that Kenneth is looking for. And for the sake of my family, I'm going to give it to him. Yay. I mean, I know there was a very popular sitcom called The Office, obviously, but it's like, it's true that, like, there's just, like, so much of that, like, I'm turning 30, and, like, there's just, like, office-related stuff that, like, somehow endures, like, when everyone said, you know, like, the Happy Friday, Happy Monday, am I working harder, hard, you know what I mean? It's just, like, there's, and it's, like, people, I mean, I still encounter, like, that, people talking like that all the time, so it's just, like, become, like, this enduring thing that apparently, like, never gets old. Well, because, I mean, it is harmless. So it's like you can't be mad at someone who says it. Yeah. Like, you can be like... Why not? I mean, no, I'm no, not mad. No, it's just are. like... I'm not saying you are, but I mean, like, it, even though they're cliched and they're tropey, it's just like, yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, nope. no. Nope. But I guess my point was, like, nope. I could totally see, like, how that would be a successful, like, mm-hmm. multi-camp sitcom because there are enough people out there who, like, be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I, I mean... It, 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 that it's sounds like my right? office. Exactly. It's super relatable and, like, everyone... It's just harmless comedy or harmless it's not directed yeah. at anyone it's not mean it's not a mean joke so I mean, just yeah. broad appeal absolutely which the network i guess needs to succeed so it makes sense yeah. Yeah. Um, but i mean that's all you really need you need that one bread maker right like a friends and then that can help produce multiple other shows that may not match the same success but oh yeah as long as you've got that one thing that's making you money it gives you yeah. the ability to create other stuff that you otherwise couldn't do and that's yeah. all industries ever so Tracy's still trying to figure out what he's going to do. Not doing a great job because Kenneth still won't listen to him. And Jack calls Kenneth up to prove how happy he truly is. Wanted to see me, sir? 
Kenneth, since we last spoke, I've been in a spiral. An upward spiral. Oh, that's not a thing. Neither is talking two Catholic beauties into a delicious vanilla caramel sex swirl, but I did it. And I got rid of their accents. Oh, Jack, porking in that prison basement was wicked awesome. Oh, thank you, you two, for blowing my brains. So who's happy now, Parcel? Well, if you have to ask the question... And answer it. I am. You string cheese with a tooth stuck in it. Look at the wheel. Well, then smile, Mr. Donaghy. I am. Jack... You are going to love this, you magnificent bastard. Someone leaked your new salary. Occupy Wall Street is having a conniption. Really? They burned you in effigy. The hair went up like a Roman candle. And the Democrats, they don't even know what to do with themselves. Just look at this jackass. Jack Donaghy is an economic war criminal. If the Democratic Party controlled Congress, I would see to it that he was punished in the worst way possible by having to come down here and listen to us. God, I feel like I have a macro penis right now. All that glitters is not gold. Also, I totally forgot that Nancy Pelosi was a guest star on this. Yeah. It's always, like, funny when, like, real-life politicians, like, guest on things. Because, I mean, I mean, I guess, I, I guess like, they're people, too, and they can... But it, it just feels politicians weird. Politicians are people, too. Well, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, it feels weird to have some, you know, especially a hiring politician and come on and, like play themselves mm-hmm. and like say something like it seems like almost seems like there's something wrong with that even though i mean yeah. i mean it, i mean it's just like doing a silly bit like yeah. it's not like it's anything that would be corrupt or whatever anyway yeah. it just feels like a little weird oh, to i feel me. the exact same way whenever there's like a journalist like anytime i see someone like from cnn fox like any news outlet is in like a movie mm-hmm. i'm like when did they have time to do that <laughs> I, like, I don't know it just it's like it's like i mean I mean, not to be like, you're taking jobs from actors, but it's like, <laughs> it, but it's like, it shows, I guess in the movie, it shows the severity that they have a quote unquote real right. news person delivering this news as opposed to just Joe Schmuck, well, who is not a real. How about Three Rockets had lots and lots and lots of actual NBC news personalities. Well, that's synergy. That's, oh, okay. that's cross promotion. That's all we have SUVU on here. Is gotcha. You know. If you didn't know about Law and Order SVU, it's also an NBC production. That's true. Good point. I don't know. There's just, it, but I, I, I agree with yeah. You know, whenever a politician is on a TV show playing themselves and poking fun at themselves, it's kind of like, am I okay with this? Because it's just like, is it levity or is it? I don't know. I, it's it's a weird thing, but I agree. It is kind of odd whenever I see it. So Liz gets the word from Kenneth. That they must produce. So now we actually know the episode count of TGS is 149 episodes. They've only been in the seven years, which would track because if you do yeah. 20 years, 20 episodes so, a season, yeah. that would track. But it still is like, so how many episodes were the end of the season one when this whole show started? Let's just we, we're gonna have, we have to just let that go. We've we're talked enough about 30 Rock and Timelines over the yeah. course of the so show. She now knows that they have to produce one more. They have to make it to 150 episodes. Otherwise, Tracy Morgan. Or sorry, Tracy Jordan gets a hundred. It gets a thirty million dollar payout. Which, if I'm Tracy, I would. I mean, he doesn't need the money, but yeah, I would be ducking out on that too. He I mean, the money. Doesn't he have his his, his multi billion dollar porn video game or something? Yeah. That hasn't been referenced in a while, but no, but that was record breaking. Just he's with that, he's set for life. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he he and his family and his family's families are going to be good. 
to go. So Liz now has roped back into producing one more episode of TGS. Mm-hmm. And she's begrudging about it. Uh, meanwhile, Jenna lands in Los Angeles and immediately turns it around. Welcome to Los Angeles International Airport. Follow yellow signs to baggage claim and ground transportation. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you need a wheelchair to baggage claim? Shut it down. I will return to my first love, Broadway. You Eastern European knockoff, Mr. Potato Heads. They sure are taking a lot of time to pack up. So, well, I guess we can talk about timelines one more time because Jenna seems to be doing all these different things. Meanwhile, true. the writers have just been packing up their stuff in the writers' room the entire time over the course well, of. Well, we know days. they're not exactly the most fastidious. They're pretty slow about. That's true. Uh, how they get things done. Um, but her her landing in LAX is definitely more visual joke. Every single person there is hot, blonde, and yeah. young. Even the maintenance crew is yeah. looks like a, a model. Yeah. So that's uh, not going to work for Jenna. Outfits, you know, yeah. unbuttoned just enough so you see a little bit of cleavage. And I think the topper is the fact that there's... A, it's obviously, it's the actress that plays Sari playing the... What are they called? Flight attendants? Or... Well, she says, can you, do you need a wheelchair to baggage claim? So maybe just like an airport, airport worker? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the capper. Is she's even, I mean, Jenna is in her 40s, but still like not enough that she would need a wheelchair to baggage claim. So. No. And it, but it is fun like, to see the turn because she she's got her sunglasses, she's carrying the dog, which that's out of style now, right? I think even in 2013, that was out of style. Yeah, I think like, it was like the Paris Hilton era of like the little... Yeah. Carrying a puppy with you and her giant Starbucks latte, whatever. And then it was like, shut it down. She gets right... She's going to get right back on the plane, which definitely is not allowed, but also like... I mean, a lot of planes just do fly back and forth. That's so, true. I mean, so, I mean, it's convenient. Yeah, I'm sure she she's Jenna Maroney. She could get away with it, I guess, but she just turns right back around and heads back down the... Uh, what's that called? Terminal? Uh, jetway. Jetway. Yeah. Runway, I guess. I don't know. No, runway. Jetbridge? Jetbridge? Oh my we, know, God. we know our airplane terminologies. Um, meanwhile, back at uh, Kenneth's office, which is still weird to say, Tracy confronts him about ignoring him for so many days now. Why haven't you come to see me? Why didn't you return any of my calls? I tried, sir, but no one answered. I'm Tracy Jordan. I don't answer phones. Kenneth, you once made a promise that you would always be there for me. I know. I'm sorry. I would never break a promise. Good, because I need you to do something for me. Of course. Just name it. Kenneth, I need you to take back your promise. Sir? I know what it is to blow up overnight, and I'm not talking about my gout. When I got big, a lot of people from my past wanted stuff for me. And well, I don't want to be that person for you. So like the snakes I kept in my dressing room, I release you. Mr. Jordan. Thank you, sir. I think I'm going to need a tissue. Am I supposed to drop this on the floor? And while we're naming things, my car ran out of gas on the Long Island Expressway. Yes, sir. How did he get to the office then? Well, Grizzly.com probably carried him, right? That's true. 
carried him like a little baby. No. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. Kenneth sort of returning right back to being his. That's the joke, boy. I don't know. It's just like because we uh, when we see how aggressive he was, well, not aggressive, but like how you know stalwart he was with like Liz to see him immediately like return right back to being like an errand boy for Tracy is kind of like you're you're a president dude like I don't know it just but at the end of the day he's still Kenneth and he likes to please people and help Tracy well I think he likes to please men not in a sexual way because he's not he's not pleasing Liz he's forcing her to do work she doesn't want to do anymore that's true and then as we're coming up on the climax of the first episode uh, this hour-long episode, Liz and Jack have it out one last time about what their whole relationship revolves around. Okay, Jack, I need a job. I'm looking for six figures, eight if you're counting cents, which I fell for once before. Not cool. The gap. I'd love to help you, Lemon, but I don't think I can. I resigned as CEO of Cable Town an hour ago. What? Why? Because I felt nothing. I got the job. I pissed off my enemies. Pelosi, Maddow, Baldwin... Should have been the greatest moment of my life. No, 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 no. Eyes off the window. Focus on Lemon. What am I going to do now? I could try and help you make some calls and see what bridges I haven't burned. But I'm not going to, for your own good. Work is never going to make you happy, Lemon. And anyone who tells you differently is a fool. Are you kidding me? What have we been talking about for the last seven years? I don't know anymore. For the first time in my life, I don't know what I need. Maybe I'll buy a boat. Oh, my God. This whole time you've been telling me how to run my life, you didn't know what you were talking about. You're just an alcoholic with a great voice. Careful, Lemon, you're playing with fire. You made me buy into this whole life. When I met you, I was perfectly happy with what I had, eating night cheese and transitioning my pajamas into day wear. You're the one who told me to want more. And now, when I need you most, you are bailing on me? You're an adult, Lemon. You didn't have to listen to me. Really? When was that an option? Look, if you want someone to blame, blame yourself. You're the one who wormed your way into my brain with your endless hand-wringing and feelings. I used to be a shark, and then you unsharkulated me. I called you up here for one meeting seven years ago, and you kept coming up. So we ruined each other. Good to know. You know it's for the best that my show is over and you've quit and we're all going our separate ways. I guess you and I were just a boss and his employee. And now we're not anymore. Yes, that pretty much sums it up. You're no longer special to him. Get out. Get out of our lives. Yes! (laughs) Everybody that's sort of played a big role in 30 Rock has sort of got a cameo in this episode. I mean, even uh, Elisa and Nancy. Come what back. about bird bones? Um, that's <laughs> no, I'm true. Kidding, I'm Phoebe kidding. didn't come back. <laughs> but, like, seriously, not even one scene with Danny. Danny, or a reference to Josh. Yeah, like, it just yeah, it seems, like, so weird that they, like, really mm-hmm. missed opportunities to not have them come back for, like, one bit. Like, they could have just been in the background. I, actually, I'm going to check. I mean, I doubt it, but when they do the big cast at the very end before Jenna sings her song, when they have all the cast and crew, I'm going to look and see. I don't think they are. And I'm going to see if maybe they at least show up there. I don't think Otherwise, I it would be kind of like... You yeah. even, it does seem very un-30 Rock that there's like not even a reference made, yeah, so I wonder which, if behind the scenes yeah, there was something going on like, that They may just have like a rocky relationship, okay. which is why he hasn't been on the show for so yeah. many times. and Or it literally is just like he... 
he just couldn't make it kind of thing like he was tied up with another production whatever but it's just like to bring back so many people and have so many references and not even mention either one of them is weird even though they did get danny got a mention last episode but yeah just so weird about firing him yeah well to save I mean, money I guess if he got fired last week he wouldn't want to come back That's but, true. um yeah so in in that scene though like i like i i don't think liz is totally right that he doesn't know what he's talking about it was more that he just got to it and didn't just didn't know how to feel anymore as opposed to like not knowing yeah and also, I mean, his whole thing of, like, you came up one time and stopped coming and then just never stopped coming. It's like, dude, we've seen multiple instances of you coming to her. So it's like, he's, yeah. he's being a little disingenuous on how their relationship actually worked. But he's a man. He can't ever admit that he's wrong. So. That's true. Yeah. Also, a fun meta joke about how he pissed off his adversaries, Pelosi, uh, Matt Allen, Baldwin. Yeah. Winking. Wink, really wink. hard at the audience. Yeah. Which he's done that. I think he made that joke a few times of making a Baldwin joke at his expense. Um, yeah, I would. I would not peg him as. I wouldn't say he's liberal, but more democratic leaning. Just because I mean, like you know, all the characters he played, I would easily. I would easily buy that he's more Republican in his. Yeah. No, but he, I mean, he's like famously like. Yeah. No, he's liberal. very outspoken. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like looking at him. I guess it's just definitely like judging someone by their appearance. I just like yeah. yeah. If you told me he was Republican, because there's well, how much of your opinion is clouded by like the Jack Donaghy character though? Because I mean that. Well, not, I mean, it's just other characters that he's played, and yeah. he's like an older generation, and it's easy to sort of put them all into that camp. You know, he's been around, he's been in Hollywood for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Wouldn't be off kilter to assume that he's Republican. But. Yeah. Also, at the, uh, when, at the beginning, when he's like speaking about being like empty, feeling empty, or whatever, it was like, eyes like eyes or like eyes off the window or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't know if that's a direct madman parallel but like it, basically one of the theories that was going to happen was that madman was going with don draper like jumping out of a building oh. because of the opening credits is like a man like oh. falling so I, I don't know if it's an intentional madman parallel we'll definitely talk about it when we get to a later scene um because there's actually like very strong parallels between um madman and the Mad Men finale and the 30 Rock finale, but we'll get to it. Because it's interesting, because it doesn't quite happen in the way that Liz says it, but yeah. there actually is, And but it's really interesting, and but we'll get to it when we get to that scene anyway. So getting back to... <laughs> I, just, I just took that as a joke, that the fact he just always stares out the window, but I'm that's true. surface level. I'm I mean, that, that's probably part, so. I mean, that's probably part of the reference, yeah. too. Yeah, like, because she's in a hurry. He's, he's doing like, a normal time, thing. I don't but... have time to do your yeah. stoicism. Let's just cut to the chase i need i need help so i think that's how i took it but that's an interesting theory too that he was contemplating suicide but i guess it does seem like also something in character for jack to do is kill himself when he's like i don't have any other i don't yeah. have anything else to do so i guess i'll just end it which is very anti-catholic you can't do that that's catholic. true it's bad um but and so i guess this is so we're at 22 minutes of a 44 so this would be where the episode ends mm-hmm so this scene coming up, as I guess, would be where the next episode, Last Lunch, kicks in. Yeah. It's that plot line. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah. So welcome to Last Lunch. Uh, Liz has called all the writers back to help her produce one final episode of TGS. And now it's time to pick lunch. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for coming in on such short notice. I know some of you have already gotten other jobs. Not me. Anyway... We have been given a second chance to end this right on our terms. So, 
What are we gonna order for our last free lunch? Nothing, thank you. Sorry, whose turn is it to choose lunch today? Who is the picker? You picked last time, Liz, so alphabetically after lemon comes. Oh no. Blimpies. Frank. Hello, Lemon. What are you doing here? I thought you quit. In the cushions of my couch, I found this customer loyalty card to a place called Blazer Bar, and I assume it's yours. Thank you. It's Manhattan's largest out-of-business women's blazer dump. Look, I didn't like the way we ended things yesterday. Yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. I'm sorry we argued, but I'm not myself lately. I, I quit the job I worked my entire life to get, and now I feel... Adrift. No, we're not doing this. Today is the last TGS ever. The point is I'm going away, probably for a long time. I assume that's code for a billionaire soul-searching trip to Tan Penis Island. Have fun. We're at the end here, Lemon. We shouldn't hold grudges. For your information, most of Tan Penis Island was destroyed in Sting's house fire. So I guess, yeah, that's definitely hinting that you could easily read it as he's contemplating suicide because he's like, well, you shouldn't hold grudges. You never know what your last words might be kind of thing. Which, honestly, until you... This is just my ignorance. Until you mention that he's contemplating suicide, I wouldn't have picked up on it. I thought it was literally just him saying, like, I'm leaving. Even having seen the boat scene later where it's like... Well, that, because it's, okay. it's very heavy-handed. Oh, okay. But, like, like, all of this hinting, I never took it as... Oh. I'm going to kill myself. It's just, I'm living, I'm going to leave. That's... I'm but, so, good lord, in real life, I don't know if I would pick up on some sign that people might put out there. That's horrible. I need to do better. Oh, dear. But, I mean, like, so this is this is what I'm talking about, like, earlier, where I was saying, like, the first half is so frazzled because we've set up Jack's storyline. The, the baby, uh, the, the working from home stuff is already gone. Chris's story is gone. We don't see him again, I don't believe. Um... The mm-hmm. only storyline that's carried through now is Jack trying to find a purpose. Kenneth's right. storyline is sort of over for the most part. Tracy's storyline is sort of stuck, kickstarted, but it really kicks in here. Like, it's just like there's not much that carries over that first episode, and there's so much in it that it's like, okay, now we're actually going to the final episode, and we've got to start wrapping everything up. So there's more room here to let some of these stories sort of breathe. We're still carrying over Jenna's, but most of her stuff is kind of done. But she also gets a new plot in this one. So it's like, there's a lot going on for a 13-episode series finale season. So it's like, I get it. I'm not mad at it. It's not bad. But it's just like, you. but do you understand now what I was trying to say about how the first half is just kind of, there's Mm -hmm. so much going on. That's true, yeah. It's like, ugh. Because like, I mean, even this Blimpy's plot line could have been cut and could have been like you said could have been used countless well, other times that's why i like it though because but it, i like it because yeah. it, it reminds you of yeah what the series roots are sort of just being like a non-sequitur plot line um, but it also does fit for the series um but it's just like as much as we've got going on we now are adding an additional plot that sort of runs through that has no weight to it really but Tracy is uh, sort of has fully planted himself in trying to prevent the final TGS episode from airing. Uh, and well, from not from just from airing, from even uh, from whatever existing. being produced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Liz uh, sits him down to try and figure out why. 
What did you do to Al Roker to make him do that? Let's just say his wife is on the board of a children's hospital and they needed a celebrity to host their annual gala and I threatened to do it. Do you understand how selfish you're being? Our crew has been together for seven years and tonight is everyone's chance to say goodbye. So get up on that stage and cut the BS. But I promised Barbara Streisand I'd never stab her again. Jenna, you've been friends with Lemon for a long time. She and I had an argument yesterday. Really? Did this scream in your face? Did you pin her up against the wall? Were your shirts wet with rain? I mean, obviously, we've had disagreements before, but this feels different. After tonight, I feel like Lemon and I could go our separate ways and never see each other again. Is that crazy? Not really. You know, Liz, she can hold a grudge. She did want me to cancel Top Chef because Colicchio's lunch place changed the toppings on her favorite salad. And with people, forget about it. She's never stayed friends with an ex. When Conan dumped her, she dropped him forever. Hey, Liz. Come on, you can't pretend I don't exist. We dated for a year. We were going to lose our virginity to each other. Now I'll never lose it. And her friends? She'll cut people off for doing nothing. I'm afraid to even tell her that I Frenched her dad on New Year's. I don't know what to do. I've lost so much already. The past few months have been really hard. And now Lennon... Did the doctor that prescribes your antidepressants go to jail too? You see, I don't have that many people in my life. I spent Christmas alone in the Hamptons, drinking scotch and throwing firecrackers at Billy Joel's dog. <laughs> I'm just in a really bad place, and I don't know how much more I can take. Ah! Daddy, please stop crying. <laughs> Poor, Jenna. Poor Jenna. And her daddy issues. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, in the last episode, they talked about how green screen looks so fake. Oof, that Conan scene is a little rough yeah they clearly weren't on the same set yeah so obviously he had to be filmed probably before maybe it was a last minute joke or something i don't know but it looks rough <laughs> yeah. yeah but on the level of people playing themselves he, yeah he's actually actually a pretty good uh performance who, who would have thought a comedian could actually be a pretty good actor who knew well you know yeah. oh and we hadn't mentioned before but i i guess this is kind of is a retread of like this storyline we've seen of like jack finding his purpose but i guess since it's the finale it it doesn't feel i don't know it doesn't feel the same this time i guess because it's like whatever he does now or whatever note he ends on here is going to be like his lasting mm -hmm. i guess i guess you know as far as working with 30 rock that's what he's going to be doing so it doesn't have the same like oh jack is like trying to find his figure out his purpose or destiny yeah. again well it's a new purpose yeah his, his previous words the last seven years was be ceo and he's attained that so now it's like, well, now he's got to find a new purpose. So yeah, even though he's trying to find himself, he's finding himself from a completely different position. So yeah. it's kind of refreshing. Um, but it's also darker because there's tinges that he's possibly going to kill himself or end right. his life. You know, and that's his new goal is to kill himself. So uh, Meanwhile, back in the writer's room, uh, Lutz is still taking a stand and <laughs> making sure Blimpy's is their last lunch. Um, guys, I know I don't know what woman speak well officially the show was canceled two weeks ago so isn't this technically season eight which means we start over at the beginning of the alphabet so the new picker is me what no lots isn't first you changed your name to aardvark that's insane <laughs> <laughs> Blimpies. 
It's nice the female writer got to speak up. Hooray! Her first and only lines of the, the whole series. So. Good job. Representation. It matters. But that does throw in the whole thing. Did he then change his name after the fact that they said it was Last Lunch was Lutz? Because otherwise he wouldn't be next in line. So it must have been he changed it after the fact. But how could he have done it so quick? Or he could have changed it just in preparation and never told him he changed it so they still think his name was Lutz. So either way, he was covered. Hmm. Let's just let that one slide. Yeah, it's just one of those things you're not supposed to question. Uh, But now we set up Jenna's new plot line for this episode, which... It's only a couple of scenes, but it, it's important for her character. So have you picked out a song for tonight, Ms. Maroney? A perfect song. As I'm sure you know, I have returned to my first love, Broadway, in a musical adaptation of the film, of the novel, The Rural Juror. I'm sorry, the what? At the end of Act Two, my character, Constance Justice, sings the title song. It's a tearful goodbye to her true love, Norman Blurde, The Rural Juror. It sounds emotional. Listen to this. What? What is that face? I don't know, Ms. Maroney. It just seems like you're faking it. Well, of course I am. I'm an actor, and acting is all cheap tricks that any child or monkey could do. To act drunk, you just wear two different size heels. And to cry, you just clutch a shard of broken glass. Ms. Maroney, this is the end of TGS. You need to show real emotion. Hmm. Real emotion? It's not really my thing. Maybe if I had something to be sad about. Are you kidding? After tonight, you may not see any of us ever again. Stop trying to cheer me up. I need to feel sad. Then I guess you'll have to figure out something that you'll miss about this place. But maybe it's not a thing so much as a person. Well, that's not going to be easy, Kenneth, considering I'm the only person who works here. (laughs) What? I don't know she's a severe narcissist. I mean, I know, but even so, like, what what does she think everyone else is then? Her assistants? Robots? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that line or her storyline about being emotional, if that's something that maybe her character's been criticized before in the past, of, like, she doesn't show actual real emotion and all looks fake. It feels like it's coming from a place of, like, criticism. But I don't know when it would ever stem from. Because, I mean, I'm trying to think of an instance where she had had to be emotional about something and it never coming across as genuine. And I, well, I mean, I mean, her whole character is calculated and... Yeah. But, I mean, reversed. like, 30 Rocks never had, like, a really deep storyline where she would have to be super emotional. That's so, true. I don't know. But, wow. I mean, acting is... <laughs> Just a cheap trick any child or monkey could do. That is true. As we've noted how much you love child actors, especially recently. They do make appearances here, but don't do much acting in the finale. They just kind of sit there or stand there. So That's true. I don't think they get a line. No, it's not this one. No. Good. But uh, Liz is hunting down Tracy as it's time to start the episode, at least start rehearsing. Uh, she turns to Grizzin.com to figure out where he may be. Come on, Trey, leave the dancers alone. What's going on? Why aren't you smiling bravely while Tracy tells you your butt looks like two slippery hams? <gasps> Where's Tracy? We have no idea, Liz. I've been so distracted lately. Grizz just found out his uncle left him a bed and breakfast outside Santa Fe. I'm going to be a real fish out of water. What are you talking about? What is that? Does everyone see that? 
Okay, whatever. I know you know where Tracy is. Did he promise you some of the $30 million? Yes, yes he, he promised, promised me $20,000. Wait, what? Okay, that's it. Trey is exactly where you think he is, Liz. It's the closest thing he has to hiding out in a church. Com sells him out real quick when he learns he's not getting eighty thousand. Well, if you're getting, not, say, if you're getting that much uh, less money than. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, not. I wouldn't say Com deserves it, but we do know he's very outspoken and he has no problem telling people when they're wrong. So Grizz knows when to sort of just grin and bear it. So he's already, he's maybe earned that extra eighty thousand. Yeah. Also, sounds like a real sitcom plot that Grizz is about to embark on. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun way. Like the other shows do, like backdoor pilots. Like that was a funny way of like setting up. Yeah. Where Grizz could potentially go, and even so far as putting up a fake promo in the middle of the episode that only Liz can see for Grizz and hers. For Grizz and hers set in Santa Fe at a restaurant. Or B and B. Was it right? Bed and breakfast. Oh. Wow. Again, I don't pay attention, so Clearly. Yeah, that's why you're here. Meanwhile, we get the the climax of the last lunch uh, fiasco, and Liz, and Lutz sort of kind of tells it how it is. The last seven years, how he's been treated, getting a lot of uh, catharsis right now. Five o'clock. Where the frack is our lunch? We can't break him, Liz. He's not human. Why are you doing this to us? I'll tell you why. Because for seven years you have yelled at me and turned the lights on me when I was in the bathroom and written on me while I was sleeping. Cause I was Lutz. Dumb old uncool part Inuit bisexual 51-year-old Lutz. Well today, I am the picker. And I want you to feel what I've felt for the last seven years. Anger and disappointment and regret. And when that sandwich slides out of you in a week, look at it! Because that is Lux's revenge! Serene, for lunch today, I would like to pick Blimpies. Oh! Oh! No! Serene, sushi from Nobu 57, dessert from Make My Cake in Harlem. I'll be back, I hope. (laughs) Blimpies seems like a place Liz would enjoy. So I'm curious... Does Why it, is she so adamant against it? It must have. It does have a reputation because to me, like to me, it's just like it's just like another like Subway, Jimmy John, Jersey Mike's type yeah. place where it it's might like, be like lower sucks, rank, I guess. Because I, I don't think you hear Blunt. I mean, do you see Blunty's advertising? I feel like it's no, but it's like regional. Lower, I think it's more, more like. More it, I mean, I feel like I definitely associate with that area, like yeah. the northeast area of the country. It's probably just like less. But I mean, again, we've seen Liz eat at the popcorn factory, so like her standards are pretty low. But maybe she's trying to make her staff happy. So. But yeah, it seems like yeah. Liz is a blimpy girl. Yeah. Also, there's a nice visual callback there. After she pushes Lutz into the room and closes the door, she mm-hmm. uses her old women in cable award that she got to yeah. knock off the door handle so he can't yeah. get out. Yeah. The last time we saw that was the... Uh, uh, oh, it was the one with the sand- Sandwich Day. I think it was the name of the episode where... they were. It was another flashback of her threatening to... No, no, no. No, Sorry. It was in Sandwich Day where she threatened Kenneth to get the sandwich. She said, you'll all have chins. And she she held it up to him to threaten him. Right? Yes. I'm not crazy. That's shit I remember. Okay, I believe you. Mm, I don't think you believe me. Anyway, back at Dark Sensations, Liz has found Tracy. Almost like the first episode all over again. We are young! 
You're not that young either. Get down, please. Give it up for Liz Lemon, everybody. The least molested person in here. I don't even get your play here. Trey, you're in breach now. You stay here, you don't get the money. If you think it's about the money, you're even dumber than I look. So you're just doing this for no reason at all? For the fun of ruining everyone's chance to say goodbye? Doing this because I don't want to say goodbye to everyone. Anybody who's ever left me in my life just left. My dad going to get a pack of smokes and never coming back. All those foster parents talking about adopting me and never did. I don't want tonight's show to happen because I don't know how to say goodbye, Liz Lemon. Now on stage, feast your eyes on the skank train. Oh, boy. Okay, look. Trey, it's not goodbye forever. I've enjoyed working with you, and I'm sure we'll get to do it again sometime. And we're all gonna stay friends. Sorry, is that the white lady's way of saying I'm going out to get cigarettes? Because that goodbye was atrocious. Fine. Well, I guess there's a reason people don't say honest goodbyes. Because when stuff is coming to an end, people freak out and they act crazy. They pick fights and they pick blimpies. And I don't know what Pete's doing. So you lie to them. But if you want a hardcore truth goodbye... They know me. <sighs> we were forced to be friends because of work. And we're probably not going to hang out after this. Right, you'll say that you're going to invite me to your house, and it's never going to happen. And I'll see on TV that it's your birthday, and I'll forget to call. And working with you is hard. Tracy, you frustrated me, and you wore me out. But because the human heart is not properly connected to the human brain, I love you, and I'm going to miss you. But tonight might be it. Brutally honest. I like that. So you come to the show? Come back, LL. But we're gonna watch this first. Ride the train, ladies. Ride the train. I just love how they can transition from a genuinely emotional moment to like, ride the train. Well, it's it's network TV. You don't let moments land. That's true. You so just gotta keep on trucking. Keep on hop aboard the skin train. But no, that's that's arguably I think the best moment of this episode and also the most poignant, like yeah, we talked sure. about already, just because it's a very true sentiment that a lot of people do say well, whenever they're leaving a job or something like that. Like, no, we'll see each other again. 90% of the people that actually say that are just saying it to be polite because you know, it's the thing you have to say. Yeah. Um, but it definitely is true. I mean, how often do you see the people that you say goodbye to again, you know, especially when you get older and yeah. more in a career, you know, you, you say that, but still like, yeah. Especially because so many work relationships are like friendships of proximity mm -hmm. because you're, I mean, I mean, it sounds like whatever, like, I mean, you're forced, you are forced to be there because that right. by your job, I mean, not forced because like in a dangerous right, way, but I mean, right, that's right. literally what it is. Like right. you're spending lots of time in close quarters. So it's like you effectively forge friendships out of, yeah, out of proximity that, I mean, in past jobs I've had, like even the times like i mean i'm terrible i'm like the worst at keeping in touch anyway but it's like even the couple times mm -hmm. that like from old jobs where i have tight like it's been like maybe like one or two times to meet up or hang out right. afterwards and then like it just kind of then you just say facebook friends yeah and, and life gets in the way and it's just like you don't really yeah, think I about mean, it yeah, but that, no that's a good scene i think i think that's my favorite part of the finale is just the truth the honesty that comes with that because i think what liz is saying is a, an evergreen mentality for a lot of people to have and i think it, it should be shared and and sort of understood more than than a lot of uh, sentiments that get thrown around but i don't know it's the general status quo is no you just be polite but i think yeah. being brutally honest is also like fair yeah 
in some instances. Well, right, because I mean, part of it is maybe you even believe that time when you say let's we'll hang out and stuff like because you generally believe we'll do it, but it's just life gets in the way, routine gets in the way, like you know. Yeah. So it's 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 not even that you're not even necessarily like just saying that to be nice. It's like you maybe you even have that intention. It just never it just doesn't happen because yeah. other stuff is going on, and you know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, speaking of reflection, Jenna has one last reflection on her life and the last seven years she spent at TGS. Kenneth, what are you doing? Brian Williams needs a mirror on the floor of his bathroom. I guess you want that if you have a glass toilet. But the show's over after tonight, so what do you care? But my mirror... of TGS is about to hit the air Liz starts to decide to finally connect the dots mostly thanks to Pete and was, well I guess we didn't even talk about Pete's sort of subplot in this about he's clearly trying to fake his death and, and start a new, a new life persona, yeah. um, where he's giving very not so subtle clues about Jack's also probably going to kill himself kind of thing so Liz rushes off to figure out where he is and gets a video message Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry, Lemon. There is no cause for alarm. You are watching my video suicide note. Oh, my God. Try not to blame yourself. How were you to know that I was in such a dark place that the smallest thing, for example, a close friend's refusal to reconcile, would be the final straw? He killed himself because of me. This is like what happened with my gynecologist all over again. I do have a parting gift for you, Lemon. His phone. I can track his phone. Go to YouTube and search Hamlet the Mini Pig goes downstairs. Hamlet the Mini Pig. No, phone first. I'll watch the pig video in the cab. One minute. One minute to air. Guys, to be honest, you are nerds, and one of you is very funny. Goodbye forever. Goodbye, PDP. I will forget you. I sure hope so, Trey. I sure hope so. Tracy and Jenna, please set yourselves. Tracy. I'm really gonna miss you. My baloney, in all honesty, I'm going out for cigarettes now. And I'll be home in 15 minutes. Tracy and Jenna, please set yourselves for the Hitler Sons. My good side for camera.
the Tracy's accepted being brutally honest as well. Even although he doesn't seem to understand. Wait, the, brutally honest or brutally dishonest? Well, no, because when he says the two for Frank, he's like, "I'm going to be honest. You guys are nerds, and one of you is funny." I feel like it's him yeah. being genuine, um, but not fully understanding what it means to be brutally honest, or that the ramifications that can come from being brutally honest. Yeah. Also, in the when Jenna says goodbye, like that's kind of another note of like Jane Krakowski, like mm-hmm. at, like coming through in the in the line reading where it's like genuine, like feels like genuine. Uh, the actor saying it, not just the character. Yeah. Somehow there's this. I think that the last time they did a Black Hitler sketch, mm-hmm. there was a swastika on screen, and we made the comment like, does, does how, would that air in Germany? No, it definitely couldn't. It? No, but someone gave me an answer. It's like, there's some there's some rule like you can show it in a, in a certain context. Oh. I think it's like certain media. I'm trying to find out. So unconstitutional symbols like the swastika are allowed to be shown in movies and series in Germany because of the freedom of the arts. Hmm. So. I guess it's, that makes sense. it's selective censorship. I guess yeah. like if you choose to not show it, you can. But I don't think there's a ruling that you can't or that you you're not allowed to show it. That makes sense. Cause, well, I mean, publicly, like you can't like have like a flag or something like that's definitely illegal. But I, yeah. Although video games aren't considered a form of art in Germany, interesting. So symbols like that were not allowed to be shown until 2018. Oh, okay. So how do they do a uh, Wolfenstein? Maybe censor. I guess so. Thank you, listener, for reaching out and helping us learn things about other cultures. But now we're coming up on the finale of the finale. Um, and this is going to be sort of an all-encompassing thing. Uh, but first we'll show uh, Jack's sort of Jack and Liz's reconciliation. And is he actually going to kill himself? Jack, wait! There's so much to live for! Don't you want to know how Mad Men ends? Oh! oh! Hello, Lemon. What? I thought you were going to kill yourself. That was the idea. It was extreme, but necessary. I didn't want to be just another person on your grudge list. Dude, which reminds me, why am I still seeing new top chefs with that bald salad ruiner? I had ten hours to force you to confront the soul-crushing horror of a life without me. I didn't lie when I said I was going away. I'm off to discover what makes me happy. I have to find my bliss, which for once is not an acronym for beautiful ladies in short shorts. How long will you be gone? As long as it takes to figure out what's next. Although I've only been on this boat a minute, I've already realized two things about myself. One, I could totally be a professional boat model. And two, I do know one thing that has made me happy these last seven years. Lemon, there is a word, a once special word, that's been tragically co-opted by the romance industrial complex. And I would hate to use it here and have you think that I'm suggesting any kind of romantic sentiment, let alone an invitation to scale Bone Mountain. It's a word that comes to us by way of the old high German luba from the Latin lubere, meaning to be pleasing. So I'm going to use this word to describe how I feel about you in the way that our Anglo-Saxon forefathers would have used it in reference to, say, uh, a hot bowl of bear meat or your enemy's skull split i love you too jack god I, I get the joke is you know irish don't share emotions whatever that joke is so fucking drawn out <laughs> i hate it i hate that joke so much but it's, it's in like, character no I, it is but it's just like 
It just kept going. It kept going. It's yeah. a joke that went on for. It does. It does go on a little while. Right. It's like okay, wrap it up, bro. Wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. So in the end, Jack's not killing himself. He's just going off to have a journey. Um, and they finally say, "I love you to each other." Hooray! Which is nice. In a non-romantic sense, there, yep. no one's trying to climb Bone Mountain. So, that's <laughs> hooray! Nice. Yay! Yeah. All right. So, give me your Mad Men. Well, theories. so Mad Men spoilers here for sure because it's funny. So obviously, this aired before Mad mm-hmm. Men ended, so no one knew how Mad Men was going to end yet. And what Liz says there, Don goes to work for Peggy. Definitely uh, does not happen. But um, what actually does happen, I want to talk about because there's actually like a strong parallel between how basically Don Draper at the end of Mad Men and and Jack at the end of Thirty Rocks. It's really funny that like clearly like Tina Fey was like very into Mad Men and like weaved it in like references to it and obviously John Hand blah blah blah. Um, so it's kind of funny that she, I mean, not inadvertently, but it's just it's coincidental how similar it ended up because in the end of Mad Men um, a couple episodes before the series finale so Don Draper works in an advertising agency so a bigger a bigger agency basically acquires the one he works for um, a couple episodes before the end and he kind of has a jack moment of he's like oh like you know I'm here in this place and it's like what am I doing like nothing is like I don't feel anything anymore like this doesn't feel right so he basically goes off on a journey um to he goes to california which is a reference to it like th- there was an episode earlier in the series where he went to california it was like so free and whatever so it's like he's going to discover himself so he goes out to california um and basically the way it ends is um we see here so with 30 rock ends with jack goes on his journey with the end he comes back and basically is still himself in the end the end of Mad Men is john goes on the spiritual journey and the series ends with him like kind of like meditating on a mountaintop or whatever. And it's intercut with clips from the classic Coke commercial of I'd like to buy a world of Coke. So basically the implication is for all his like, I want to be free, like in the end, Don is an ad man. And he takes this whole like decidedly like non-corporate thing of meditation and being in the wilderness and corporatizes it into a basically implies he created the Coke ad campaign. So in the end, it's like they go on, you know, they become disillusioned. They go on a journey. And in the end, they can never get away from who right. they really are in business. And they still go back they to it. So brought back into it. Yeah. So I, I hadn't really thought about it until rewatching this, but it's like, it's just really funny how, how much like Tina Fey, like ended up basically kind of doing a very similar way to the actual Mad Men finale, even though what Liz says here is very wrong. That doesn't happen at all. Like, Peggy is still, Peggy is still very successful, but she... She really wanted that yeah. to happen. He <laughs> to work for her, and that'll show him. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, mean, it does yeah. seem like it would fit both characters, because, I mean, yeah. if that's all they've known, especially, as we know with Jack, like, his whole life is corporate. To think that he would go out and find himself at this stage in his life would be kind of hard to believe and that he finds it within 30 seconds of leaving and yeah. he's immediately turning right back around it's also kind of funny because it's just like yeah they can't even again they can't let a moment land it's got to immediately turn yep. back into another joke well they only have three minutes left there four minutes left they gotta they gotta get it going they gotta get it going um but no that is an interesting like parallel yeah so uh it looks like liz really understood those characters uh pretty well uh, yeah from Mad Men. so kudos liz and tina fey Yes. That's another show one day I'll watch. At least I, I started it. Just like The Wire. Yikes. Uh, back at TGS, uh, the show is wrapped and they have one final performance. 
Thank you, America. That's our show. Not a lot of people watched it. But the joke's on you, because we got paid anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenna Rooney. Lerman, Merman, murder Turn the birds word lurid The whir and the purr The twirl a girl She would the world Word demure The insurer's a law For valor Wap your kare wara One firm and whirl Of a her turgid error Rural jura Rural jura This is just the start, Lemon. Imagine the insights months on this boat will yield. The next time you see me, I'll be a new man. Goodbye, Jack Donaghy. Good God, Lemon, I just figured it all out. I'm turning around. Clear dishwashers. What? Clear dishwashers so you can see what's going on inside it. Oh, my God, yes! Do that! It's the best idea I've ever had. Thank God I took that boat trip. I will never forget you, Rochora. I'll always be glad I met you, Rochora. I, th- I thought, because I I'd kind of forgotten the Rural Juror song, and it, one of those weird YouTube recommendations just came up on like the front page one time. I was like, oh, I don't watch this. That's a really good. I mean, lyrically, it's empty. Cause it's, it's a flirm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all like her pronouncing words funny, um, but there's like the moment when, like she 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 hits the um, the, I keep saying I've said climax multiple times. So yeah. I want to change a different word. Is it the bridge, I guess, or it would be the key change? Oh. Where she hits her key change and like you can see like like the water welling up and stuff. And then they do like the interstitial of like her singing and then showing like a, just a couple of clips uh, from the past. It's like, oh, that's a nice for now. That's a nice touch. Because they could have just shown her continue singing. But just like those quick flashbacks were like, oh, that's nice. Memories of the seven years that we've watched yes. of these characters. The classic finale montage. I mean, it is a montage and definition, but it's like, I don't know, four clips, four short clips of like four characters' hearts. Yeah. Well, no, that's, yeah, that's true. But anyway. Well, I mean, it's definitely a montage, but it's a short one. Very, very brief. Um, but yeah, that's the. It's not quite over. Um, we have to see where they are now. Yeah, there's they're over the end credits, they do a one year later sort of flash forward where everybody is, and it wraps up everybody's story. Like, we see Liz actually is now working on. The Grizz spinoff. Grizz and hers. Grizz and hers. She's she's the showrunner for that. Uh, Pete has made his escape to, I guess it's North Carolina. Yeah. Or maybe South Carolina. It just says Carolina Mutual. No, but right. He's wearing baby blue, like Tar Heel colors. So I'm assuming it's North Carolina. But Paula finds him, brings him back. Jenna 
runs on stage to accept her Emmy, but she steals Tony. Her, her, I'm sorry, Broadway. Her Broadway Tony. Um, but it turns out it's for someone else. Um, she gets one last laugh as she flashes. Uh, Liz is reminded of Tracy's birthday and contacts him, but he can't talk because his dad actually did return with cigarettes. And Jack is still doing well at Cable Town and has a new second assistant in Sam, who, from the looks of it, he's going to bone. And finally, Kenneth is still president of NBC. Years later now. At least multiple generations later as we get... He gets the, he gets the pitch for 30 Rock from her great-granddaughter. And then we learn that it was a show within a show. I guess they're in now, in the flying car future. Yeah, very close. Um, um, but the whole snow globe bit with Kenneth um, sort of showing the show within a show was clearly a nod to St. Elsewhere, which, speaking of finales, is arguably, I think, the most hated. Yes, I'm most infamous and yeah, well-known, but not probably, for good reason. Yeah, that it was all a, a dream of a, a child, um, which, I mean, as far as finales go, it's kind of a big fuck you to your audience, but also, like, part of me is like, hell yeah, be brazen about it. Who cares? It's just a show. It doesn't really matter. Because I know there's a lot of people that get upset, like, how Sopranos ended, and I'm sure people are going to get upset how well The Walking Dead ends when it ends this season. Anyway. anyway. But yes, that's a very, yes, that's a, right, like you said, a nod to Tainot Square. Um, so I guess, like, we can talk a little bit about like series finales in general and where this falls in the pantheon like i feel like like i mean obviously like i i liked it i thought it it did a very good job of being an episode of 30 rock and still telling it like closing off arcs and telling us what the characters were going to be doing like in a way that all made sense and was like organic to the show i feel like in the scheme of things that like i i don't hear people talk about it so i don't think it's necessarily considered like an all-time great series finale, but definitely not. Uh, I mean, it's not denigrating the way that you just talked about St. Elsewhere or, I don't know, what's another really infamous... Well, like, one you dislike is Parks and Rec. Yeah, Rant, well, but... I mean, that's one that I think is I, I really dislike, but I, I think that is mixed. Like, there are a lot of people who really like that because of the the way it is. Well, of course, the Sopranos one is, a, a, yeah. is, 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 is another one where it's, like, not... I mean, lots of people hate it, but it's not universally hated. It's it's just like extremely polarizing in a way, even much more so than Parks and Rec. Yeah, well, I know one that um, is definitely lauded as like people loved it, or most people I think hated it at the time. But as time gone on, more people have come to know it as like understandable. Was the Roseanne the original Roseanne finale where mm-hmm. she also produced it? That it was all a book she had written, and she had to change some of the characters and things like that, which. Um, I definitely know when it when it aired, people hated it because it's again, it's another like big fuck you to your audience who watched for nine seasons. Mm-hmm. But part of me again, that rebellious fear was like fuck yeah, play with the the common tropes and do something out of the box and do something different. I welcome that. I think it's fun because it is a TV show. You shouldn't take it that seriously. And the the creator just said, yeah, it was all a creation that I made up. It makes sense. So yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great finale, but the, that last season sucked. But that finale was super great, and how she wrapped it up. Yeah, I think I would say Seinfeld and Lost are probably two of the more um, universally disliked finales. Oh, I thought Seinfeld again hit it perfectly. I, I guess that's I mean, the, show, the whole show is yeah. about nothing, and that makes sense that that's the show keeps going. It's just these people. The whole show is about these people's lives, so it makes sense that. 
that's where it continues is just them being selfish again yeah that makes sense lost though i feel like lost is definitely like universally reviled yeah um, i mean that show lost a lot of traction multiple seasons in anyway yeah um but the fact that it people predicted sort of from the first season oh no they were in purgatory or they were dead all along and they're in purgatory and then that is what happens so i think people just felt like oh we get and the producers kept saying no that's not what it is that's not and they kept essentially lying to their audience that's one thing to be like no that's not what it is because we needed to keep watching and, and then it turns out that's what it is and so they watch for seven seasons yeah to be, to be proven right it's kind of like yeah i could see it being upset about that too yeah i'm just googling i'm seeing well game of thrones was again i'm seeing game of thrones quantum leap and scrubs the the nbc Family popping up yeah. a lot, not, not the ABC, well, not, the reboot, not the reboot, the one that yeah, and the one before onto ABC popping a lot. So I haven't seen any of those. So, but um, specifically, I mean, I do want to. Last time, well, it's the last episode, but last time I'll talk about the Parks and Rec. But the reason why, like, I mean, I'm sure I've gone into it, but the reason why I dislike the Parks and Rec is, is because Thirty Rock does the thing of showing us where their characters are going, but it's not stretched out. It's not the whole episode. Like, you know, it didn't. That episode didn't feel like a episode of Parks and Rec, which, I mean, it's a finale, it's a special episode, it doesn't necessarily have to, but it's just, like, it just, it just felt, like, purely, like, I don't know, like, it, it felt like pure fan service, as this was an episode of 30 Rock that was the finale that closed, like, it showed you what they, where the characters were going, like, in a way that, you know, that was just a much better way to do it, in my opinion, so, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's really the reason why I just like the Parks and Rec finale so No, much. I mean, the Parks and Rec was definitely fan service, but as joyful as that show has been and started and, and maintained throughout mm-hmm. its six seasons or seven seasons, it that finale to me made sense. Like, yes, they all got exactly what they wanted because that show was all about joy and all about happiness and all about, you know, expressing, you know, a positive worldview, which may not always actually happened in the real world but for that show for that setting to me it made sense so like i'm i'm more like yeah that's good it was a good finale it made sense but i could totally understand someone saying like no it was too much fan service it was too it was too uh saccharine that i that it was turning that it turned them off so i i I see both sides but i'm i'm all in the camp of yeah parks and rec was a good finale great finale i'd argue a great finale for that world but terrible terrible finale. that's why we have opinions <laughs> everyone yeah. can be a little different i'm trying to like I, i'm trying to think of like uh, off the top of my head like something like that was like a good series finale and nothing's like like there, it's hard i can call to mind hard. like shows excuse me like a list of like shows you know in general that i really like but like in terms of specifically like remembering the finale like oh i remember the girls finale i actually like didn't like because i thought the next to last episode of Girls should have been the finale because it was a perfect cap to the series. Basically, the the next to last episode wrapped up all the characters except for the Lena Dunn character Hannah, and like the last episode was basically thirty minutes to like wrap up her character. So it's like it felt a little indulgent to me. So it's like if it would have ended with the one before that, like it. it so that's one where another one that I wasn't like super crazy about. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess actually Nathan for you had an amazing finale. That was the Finding Francis, um, like kind of like super sized movie length episode that kind of calls back to a lot of the previous episodes. And well, that was actually a really a really well done one in keeping keeping in the style of the show. And making references, but still, like, I don't know, just, like, f- feeling like a send-off because it felt like a bigger... 
like it was definitely still the Nathan for you spirit, but it was it was um I don't know, it felt grander in a way that like made sense for a finale. Um Yeah, I think it's a shorter list would be positively memorable finales. Yeah. I feel like finales are such a hard thing to really land and stick that there's fewer that are actually remembered that remembered that are remembered for being really good mm-hmm. because it's just so much easier to have your expectations so high and never actually the show meeting them so yeah oh the veep finale was g- good it i mean good in like that it was like depressing like it was like it was it was still like the same like satire but like it would like basically went into like a bleak like nihilistic like everything is terrible and like it, it was definitely fitting with the way of the show but it was still like it, it was like it was good but it was like a little just like almost like too too real too real or yeah i mean well not it didn't seem too real at the time give actually given everything that's happened since then like and retrospectively a little too real at the time it was like in keeping but like yeah. it was and it was good because of that but it was like still like a little like <laughs> rough just because like oh god this is a little too bleak like not bleak in like a but like not like it was bleak in a comedic way but it was still like just like yeah just like a nihilistic i guess that's why I was yeah. um sorry i'm just like looking through like old like <laughs> list of tv shows to yeah. think of any other finales Mary, right now. I, I think i think a lot of people a lot of critics really look to older shows and herald them as memorable yeah finales like i know the mary tyler moore has arguably a pretty well-praised finale and it was it was a really really emotional finale uh really well done the golden girls has a really strong finale um but I'm, I'm trying to think like modern series that have like a strong reception for their finales, positive reception for them. Now. I feel like it's very few and far between. Yeah. Because like I'm trying to think of like, you know, bigger, you know, shows like Broad City, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Fleabag, Silicon Valley. Like those are all shows that were like, well, like, you know, as a whole, they're good shows. But it's like I don't really remember anything much about the finale. So it's like it's hard for me to say like they had good the open, there were a couple finales. good moments in the Broad City finale, but it still felt like they didn't know what they were going to do because it felt like they yeah. they were setting up they were going to go their separate ways, and it kind of felt like this where it's like yeah we're going to say goodbye we'll hang out but we probably won't but in the end it felt like they were still going to stick around together so like I didn't yeah. I kind of got I, I I probably need to go back through that yeah. oh good place the good place did have a good series uh, finale now that I, I think about it that. it think, that was another one that it, it it another thing of like basically giving off a good closing like letting you know where mm-hmm. things were going at the same time like felt like as a it, yeah. it really felt in keeping with the spirit well, think, of the show i think that's one of those shows like it was meant to only run three or four seasons so mm-hmm. they they had a yeah a, a storyboard the entire time it's there's like i guess the office is probably one of the more um not lauded for its finale but lauded that it went on for too long mm-hmm. um its reputation dwindled i think as a result because there was a perfect finale with Michael Roth. That's where you should have ended that show, but you kept going for three more seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's. I mean, it's. Just, I think finales are super hard to hit because you have so right. much expectation and so yeah. much desire for people that have invested in your show that you're not going to please everybody. So you probably the easiest thing is probably just do broad, but that's still super hard to nail. Yeah, without betraying your characters or your stories. So, yeah, I don't ever want to be in that position. So I don't. <laughs> it's tough. That, yeah, you have know. a lot of expectations. It's like, yeah, especially when you do anything with romance, because if you don't match the right people up with the fans and what their head cannons and their ships are, 
you're gonna have a big backlash. Yeah. Well, they're right. That's even worse when there's dedicated, yeah. like really dedicated fandoms, like that sort of thing. Because it's, just, yeah. I mean, then, I mean, then you're gonna piss off a sizable group of people, no matter what happens. So, yeah. but I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks. I mean, yeah, the best thing to do is just stay ignorant of all that, but it's probably yeah. hard to do, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's Thirty Rock. That's the end of Thirty Rock. Aww. That's sad. Two, two and a half years, right? We started end of, uh, and we started 2019, right? We recorded the New Year's Eve 2018, and I had it go up New Year's Day oh, in yeah. 2019. Oh, <sighs> two and a half years, man. Thanks for the last two and a half years. Well, when we started, we were very close roommates, and now we're married. So, Yay. damn, that was a lot in two years. Yeah. A lot's happened. <laughs> Marriage, house, the pandemic. Uh, quarantine. Yeah. Working from home. Second quarantine. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, not to get too personal or spend too much time on it, but I, I, even when I was going to pitch the idea, because I think I only pitched it to you about a week, week and a half before we recorded. Maybe it was longer. Maybe there was a, a longer It was a little time. bit longer because you, you had mentioned, I, I think, a few months before, like, yeah. that you, like, hadn't, you just wanted to... To do it. To do, you know, for fun, yeah. just to... And do then, that yeah but i remember when i pitched it to you I, in my head i was like he's gonna do that no thank you and i'll be like okay i tried but no you you uh you wanted to do it and i'm thankful so i want to thank my co-host david thank you very much for for indulging me in the last two and a half years yeah. of doing all of this well i mean it kind of has been fun to have because i mean obviously they're like tv shows we watch together and we talk about them mm-hmm. but it's kind of it was kind of fun to have like dedicated okay we're going to watch something and then like mm-hmm. talk about it in a I mean, I, slightly more structured. Not like we did, like, uh, <laughs> frankly, tons of, like, beforehand research and, like, oh, yeah. you know, outlining and structuring. Yeah. But, you know, a I little tried. bit more of just, like, yeah. I, at the beginning, I did try to do as much research as possible, but it's just, as we said, well, with the you know, life hey, gets in the way. We're doing, we've been do, we're doing it mostly for fun, Absolutely. not for yeah, uh, no anything other than that. There's so. no monetary well. incentive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although, I will say, although I think we've been surprised, like, how many more down like how many downloads we've had which i mean is yeah. not, not an extreme amount but um no. not 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 quite enough to get advertisements no, but still but like I mean, surprising it much more than we, we would have we don't yeah you know the most posts i'm doing is on a reddit thread or yeah on instagram the fact that we have as many listeners and downloads that we have is remarkable so i want to say yeah. thank you to everyone yeah. that's that's uh followed us and, and and listened and gave us feedback and everything it's super grateful it's amazing um, considering we again just started this because we both watched this show several years ago and wanted to spend an hour a week talking about it. So, yeah. And I'm super, I mean, this is more self-indulgence, but I'm super proud because this is the first podcast I've actually, actually have a finale to because there's <laughs> plenty that I've started in the past that, you know, because of what we were talking about was yeah. never going to have an ending. Um, but this is the one that I've actually been able to wrap and, and have a full beginning middle and end to so i'm very proud of myself in that so <laughs> good job you've completed the project i did a thing yeah but a project that took two and a half years to do and, yeah. and i'm also amazed that ugh, i'm gonna stop praising us and all that but i mean we only missed i think collectively about a month we, there was rarely a time where we didn't have an episode go up and if it was it was really just an extenuating circumstances there was nothing we could control like we yeah. were out of town or just a technical issue but otherwise we rarely missed a week which was mm-hmm. yeah i mean for you're talking over the course of that amount of time like it's yeah didn't miss too many so that yeah. was but yeah good 
<laughs> so thank you again. Uh, we uh, we went really long on this, and we apologize. Uh, but what well, is the finale? It's the finale. It's an hour long episode. We got a lot to talk yeah. about. So uh, thank you as always for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. If we it matters. Will see, <laughs> we will not see you next week. Um, yeah. Um, Although, well, we'll see. We're, we'll pitch some ideas. We'll see. see. We we may. Uh, we're definitely not going to come back like <laughs> next week or no, like right away. But, but um, maybe you know, keep a uh, keep a uh, keep, keep subscribing, subscribing to the feed, I guess, and we'll see what happens down the yeah. pike. Yeah, we'll, down, we'll the pike, down the pike. Else. Down it's the pipe, pipeline. Right? Pipeline. Yeah. Down the pike. I don't think it's right. Anyway, uh, David, take us out for the final time of Third Rock. See you next time. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the question mark means there's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs>